This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. I have to say, last time um, she joined us, I got a bunch of uh, tweets that, like, you didn't have enough time with her. <laughs> so Kathy, <laughs> We never do. We never do. Kathy Wood is back with us. She's CEO at ARK Investment. She's someone who I certainly look to regularly for her view on how our world is changing, the technologies and trends and companies that you really need to pay attention to. You can say to we. As we a result, can, we, we. Yes, I'm going to say we, because you and I always are We talk are about her all her. the time. She, yeah, exactly. From what I understand, she's pulled aside. Uh, she's in a car, pulled on the side of the road, and joins us uh, as we speak. Kathy, um, great to have you back with us. How are you? I'm great, Caroline Jason. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I have to say, I was looking up all of your funds. Man, you are just hitting it out of the park again this year. I mean, the Innovation Fund is up more than 60%. Next Generation Internet Fund is up like 66%. Genomic is up, I think, nearly 72% this year. I mean, it is unbelievable. How? Do, I mean, tell me how you're managing this environment. Uh, well, it's been very interesting. I always say during risk-off uh, periods that innovation gains traction during tough times because it solves problems and because consumers and businesses are willing to do things differently when they're afraid. And that's exactly what's happened. I mean, the, the coronavirus crisis, you know, we had, a, we had a, a few days of indigestion in terms of uh, performance, but uh, we started to pull away when this notion, you know, we've been beating the drum long enough on it, that innovation is going to gain traction here, really began to sing. And, and I think that's what's happened this year. So I have to uh, ask you, Kathy, we're going to talk a little bit about Tesla uh, in a minute. But, you know, a name that we've been talking a lot about this week is NVIDIA, you know, eclipsing Intel uh, as the world's biggest chip maker by market value. Tell us about that name, because I feel like people who weren't watching it closely, that caught them by surprise. Uh, well, actually, I was just discussing this with our analyst, uh, our artificial intelligence analyst, who, who came from NVIDIA. Uh, he was there for, for nine years and has just done a, a bang-up job uh, on the whole AI world with us. Uh, NVIDIA is the number one AI chip company out there. And uh, just acquired Mellanox, and so it's probably going to gain a bigger share of the data center generally, uh, from a networking point of view. Uh, so uh, we we still think it, it it's a great story, but it will also tell you that it has dropped below our 15% hurdle. We have a five-year minimum of 15% annualized returns. Uh, uh, and uh, it has dropped below that. I think it's dropped uh, maybe to 8 to 10%. So it will still be a productive stock, we think, but uh, we've pulled it out of our flagship portfolio. It's still in our next-generation Internet, and, and it still is also in our autonomous technology and robotics fund because it's so key to the data center and artificial intelligence and also to autonomous driving, which is an AI project. Uh, and that's what we've uh, primarily focused on in ARKQ. Well, you queued us up really well for what we got on Tesla today and Elon Musk, because he put out that he is on the verge of developing technology that will make his um, vehicles fully capable of driving themselves. He said this, though, you know, Kathy, before. He's not been able to achieve it. Do you think something's different this time around? Well, it's interesting. When we heard the words he used, he, last year he was using 
that it would be fully featured, mm. uh, which uh, by the end of the year. Now he's saying it will have basic functionality. That sounds like it's, go- it's more real and it's more realistic, right? Baseline functionality. My guess is it will start out slowly and, and learn as, as AI machines, algorithms, and so forth do over time. Uh, so baseline functionality sounds like we're getting very close. Kathy, yeah. I want to ask you, because you, you've had the benefit of spending time with him. And I know you had a virtual seminar, I think, a while ago where you were, you know, that went out online where you sat and talked with him. I mean, what is it that we need to understand about Elon Musk? Uh, well, he's a visionary. And, and Carol, you were so kind to have uh, me on your show when, in 2014, I believe, when mm-hmm. we had not even $40 million under management. And I remember talking about him at that time as our, the Edison of our time. And I do believe that's what he is. You know, he's, uh, he's seen the future and he's seen the convergence of technologies uh, that is going to take us to the future. In the case of autonomous vehicles, it's uh, robotics. Autonomous vehicles are robots. It's energy storage. They will be electric. Those costs are dropping dramatically and, and, and will wipe out the gas-powered world and uh, artificial intelligence. Uh, He saw those coming together, and he also took uh, a leaf from Apple's book and uh, basically said, you know what, I'm going to design my own AI chip. I am so far ahead of the other auto manufacturers, I have to do this. Just like uh, Apple had to do this against Nokia, Motorola, and Ericsson. The rest was history, right? We think the same thing's about to happen in the auto market. Uh, and it's not because NVIDIA is doing anything wrong. It's not. It's just there's a four to five year design cadence at the traditional auto manufacturers. And Tesla is in the one year design cycle. So, right. you know, two different paradigms. So, Kathy, let's talk a little healthcare because obviously the entire scientific and medical world, it feels like, is focusing on a huge amount of energy on COVID-19, solving this riddle as an investor who invests in the notion of innovation and disruption. Where do you look here? Well, one of the most exciting things happening in healthcare is there's a convergence, and we use that word a lot, convergence of, of three technologies, DNA sequencing, so the flagship there is Illumina, uh, artificial intelligence, so of course we've mentioned NVIDIA, and CRISPR gene editing. And we're actually looking at, not just looking at, seeing diseases being cured. Very early stages, early human trials, but uh, when it comes to sickle cell disease and beta thalassemia, we're seeing cures. And CRISPR therapeutics uh, has been leading the charge there. So it's, uh, it's been a very productive stock. Uh, and then, of course, Illumina has been, has been great. We sequenced the coronavirus, COVID-19, in two days. I shouldn't say we, it was China, but it was with Illumina machines, we, we believe. Two days, whereas in 03, to sequence the SARS uh, coronavirus, it took five months. We couldn't wow. have had any of the tests today uh, that we have uh, had it not been for that sequencing. And Twist Biosciences, uh, a synthetic biology stock, which uh, was able to take the reading of the genome uh, uh, that that the sequencers were able to generate and then write the instructions to the testing company. So Abbott's test, Cepheid, owned by Danaher, all of the testing companies, they would not have had their tests either. 
were it not for some uh, for a company like uh, Twist Biosciences. It just wasn't possible before. So it, we're in the golden age for healthcare for 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 this reason that convergence of of sequencing AI and CRISPR gene editing, and we think the R and D, the return to R and D dollars spent in healthcare generally are going to triple or quadruple from here. We had the uh-huh. gold, first golden age uh, that Genentech launched in um, in the 80s that launched really the biotech and industry. We got up to the sort of 22% returns back then. We are now down to 7% because of generics, a, a lack of innovation. We weren't ready for some of the breakthroughs. Uh, and now we think we're getting ready for those companies that use these three technologies to shorten the trial times, reduce the failure rates, and actually cure disease, uh, we think the returns are going going to uh, triple or quadruple from here. Kathy, what does it mean for traditional um, pharmaceuticals then? Do they go to the wayside? Do they make acquisitions of these companies? How do you see their role going forward? Well, traditional pharma companies uh, had to get with the program uh, when the biotech age uh, mm-hmm. began, really in earnest in the 80s. And so phar- pharmacists or phar- pharmaceutical companies increase- were populated by chemists, had to bring along molecular uh, biologists. They did that. And for those who are harnessing these three technologies correctly, meaning using comp- Companion diagnostic testing, as they're taking, as they're um, uh, uh, doing their trials and targeting the right patients. If they are using these three, some of these value stocks out there, and they are very low multiple stocks uh, because mm-hmm. they've been down and out for so long, they actually could see a resurgence, uh, a rejuvenation. Uh, now, and these technologies have been around long enough. These these three that I'm talking about now, right. uh, that we're seeing we're seeing like a, a Regeneron certainly is embracing them. Uh, Vertex certainly is embracing them. Uh, Bristol Myers, of course. So we're we're seeing progress, uh, but uh, our funds tend to be populated more by the pure plays and less right. by what we would consider conglomerates. Yeah. Well, I feel like we always learn so much, Kathy. Um, Thank you so much. We were so grateful that you were available today so that we could uh, just tap into some of the news, certainly with Tesla, and just really dig a little bit deeper into the worlds that you invest in. So thank you, thank you. Kathy Wood, she is CEO at ARK Investment, joining us on the phone from her car 